alma mater Greenhead Park, raced often and occasionally grazed knees but always smiling and dancing. Rain, sleet, snow or howling winds, playtime always. New and old friends or family, but fun times, top of list. Secrets and new tricks, hey presto, grown up with memories. French tourists walked towards the bowler's pavilion. Parky greeted them with an enthusiastic, Le bienvenue. They responded, Salut, vous avez une belle bicyclette? Merci beaucoup. Fais comme un chez toi, replied the warden as he rushed into his hut and made a dash for the toilet. He'd only been gone what appeared a moment or two, but in reality he was engaged for five whole minutes, lost in daydreams. Sunday morning, 8am, Parky wore a mark, shocked, horrified and dismayed. His faithful silver fox mountain bike had gone. Despair took hold as he looked hither and thither. Parky dashed behind his hut, ran down the pavilion drive and asked several passerby, but no one had seen a silver bike. In Skatehaven, Billy seesawed on his board, spurred on by his buckets of energy due to ADHD. Pavilion drive slid towards the bowling green onto Gledock Road, the latter an even steeper dive into Paddock. It all meant one could easily transverse half a mile in a matter of seconds and disappear out of view. Parky ran down to the lodge gates, another descent towards the town, or the area of Burtby. Trinity Street and Fitzwilliam Street both dipped into a valley. Again, a matter of seconds, one could be out of sight, as cycle commuters demonstrated early mornings. Parky's heart sank, but remembered a tribute to St Mary. Mary did much for the salvation of the world, and at the thought of the saint, he said, Bless Mary, his face skyward. Lucky piled antiques rescued from the basement for the forthcoming refurbishment. What's going on? What happened? It was front page news on the early morning gossip. Pinging like wildfire, thought Parky, as he turned his eyes skyward, eyebrows raised. The French visitors crossed past with Parky again. The taller brunette said, Je m'appelle Emmanuel, tu la plus de velu? Which was followed by, Je m'appelle Emilie, voulez velu de velu? By the other, as they saw his melancholy countenance, Je m'appelle Parky, announced the ranger. The tourists nodded in acknowledgement and their facial expressions one of disappointment for the warden. Tu voulais Asameli. Je ne sais pas, fatigué, replied Parky as he turned to his duties. C'est mes frères de Parc, said Emanuela. Anameli responded, Gardien de Parc. Elle est passion et la ma foi pour la foi. Parky had become a point of discussion after the incident, and indeed for many as the day progressed. Où pouvons-nous trouver quelque chose chez un manger? Asked Emily, rubbing her tummy, as Amaniola looked on in agreement. To a femme, 
restaurant there, lucky to fair it. Elsa just delicious, responded Parky, pointing towards the pavilion building. Oui, merci, monsieur, uh, Parky, replied Emily. Parky les chevets court. Oh la la, je ne sais quoi, said Emmanuela. Elle les a jambes maigres, mais la foi fort, said Emily. The tourist chattered as he walked up the drive. Au revoir, said the warden. Well, nothing else to it but a patrol all day on foot as he trudged back to his hut and reported the incident to the Oaks cop shop. Rossini's overture, the thieving magpie, played on his iPod. Parky pondered the likelihood of an accomplice with a bike thief after his communique with the police. Parky's thoughts turned to a Norco mountain bike with Rolls-Royce suspension and wide tyres that glided over rough gravel paths. The French tourist walked down as Parky eventually left his hut. They sang in harmony with smiles, Frère Jacques, and the reindeer's head was turned towards the two little enfants terrier belles. Frère Jacques, Frère Jacques, dormez-vous, dormez-vous, sonnez la matina, sonnez la matina, ding, ding, dong, ding, ding, dong. Parky gave the mademoiselle a knowing glance. Emanuela said, And Amelia turned her index finger towards the temple. Muttered Parky to himself, unaware, if he approached behind him. Well, you wouldn't leave your keys in the car, would you? Said a judgmental iffy. News had indeed travelled fast. No, I suppose not, but the cycle was out of outside the information centre, not in a deserted alleyway on a pitch dark night. Enid, Joe Dunbar and a little old Indian lady had walked by, replied Parky. Opportunist. Saw the free ride, jumped on it. Puff, replied Iffy, as she skimmed her palm upon the other. Students walked down to the arena, below the viewing platform. OK, ahead said one of the lads, whilst the other one gave a salute and said, Kimosabi!